and in our grief, let us smile knowing that Dad is hugging Robin and holding Mom's hand again. Former President George W. Bush concluding the eulogy for his late father, George H.W. Bush. Presidential historian John Meacham also honored the life and legacy of former President George H.W. Bush. George Herbert Walker Bush was America's last great soldier statesman, a 20th century founding father. Our 41st president will now be flown back to Houston. A ceremony will be held tomorrow at the George Bush Presidential Library and Museum located at Texas A&M University. And although the first week of winter is a few weeks away, parts of every state will see temperatures below freezing either today or tomorrow. This is USA Radio News. This is a national health alert from the Healthcare Hotline. Are you on Medicare and or have private insurance and suffer from back pain? MD Topical has a solution for you. Today, you can qualify to receive a pain-relieving treatment, such as a comfortable back brace or a customized pain treatment at little or no cost. Call MD Topical toll-free now, 888-998-7225. It just takes a couple of minutes to qualify for these amazing treatments that have helped thousands of people with severe pain. Your personalized pain treatment will be delivered directly to your door. Call MD Topical toll-free, 888-998-7225, 888-998-7225, or go to mdtopical.com and get started on your road to a pain-free life. Call MD Topical toll-free, 888-998-7225, or go to mdtopical.com. A former TV executive is in hot water over trying to erase sexual misconduct evidence against him. USA Radio Network's Wendy King has the story. An independent probe has found that former CEO Les Moonves destroyed evidence and misled investigators following multiple accusations of sexual misconduct. The report finds CBS has the justification to deny and terminate him for cause. The outside law firms found Moonves engaged in multiple acts of serious, non-consensual sexual misconduct. For USA Radio News, I'm Wendy King. At least 11 different brands of dog food are being recalled due to dangerous levels of vitamin D. Veterinarian Cheyenne Sims was on NBC explaining some of the symptoms you may see if your dog has been exposed. Just lethargy, you know, kind of not feeling very well, um, loss of appetite. Sometimes they can vomit or have constipation. A full recall list is available on the FDA's website. This is USA Radio News. Las Vegas' favorite holiday tradition returns to the Smith Center December 8th through the 24th with the Nutcracker. Glittering holiday cheer fills the stage as Clara and her Nutcracker Prince dance through a magical wonderland of moonlit snow, toy soldiers, and exotic visitors from faraway lands. Make the holidays extra special for the entire family with the Nutcracker. For tickets, call 702-749-2000 or visit nevadaballet.org today. Hey shoppers, Stevie Slapshot here to remind you the Radio Shopping Show Winter Marathon is coming like an avalanche of savings December 13, 14, and 15, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Thursday and Friday and Saturday 9 to 11 a.m. Don't miss out on new and limited items, great bargains on travel, dining, and show tickets. Get your Christmas shopping done early with deals so hot it'll feel like July. The Radio Shopping Show Winter Marathon December 13, 14, and 15 right here on AM 1400 KSHP. 
Get ready for one of the most unique experiences in Las Vegas. Haunted City Ghost Tours brings you their Haunts in the Mob Tour Fridays at 7 p.m. in fabulous and haunted downtown Las Vegas. Experience this one-of-a-kind guided walking tour to haunted casinos, hotels, and more. Learn about the mob's influence in Las Vegas and hear spooky and terrifying stories along this fascinating and exciting tour. For ticket information, visit them online at hauntedcityghosttours.com. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, even in the afterlife. A great radio show may sound like it's easy to make, but if you've ever tried, you know that's not the case. With the time spent engineering, producing, and archiving, you end up losing focus on what really matters, the content of your show. If you put your show on the Gab Radio Network, you'll be able to leave all those technical worries to our staff of highly trained engineers and producers. And all you need to do is have fun and put on a great show. Want to find out more? Send an email over to sales at gabradionetwork.com. That's sales at gabradionetwork.com. The thoughts and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily represent those of state John Syndicate.com. Call 1 888 That's 1 888 Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. folks, we're coming to you from Las Vegas, and it is Sports Insider Radio. 800-209-1679. 800-209-1679. Check out sportsinsiderradio.com. Brian Blessing, glad to be with you. It is a crazy time of year. Returning for home in the NFL season. The bowl games are out. We're going to dive into the bowls in grand fashion today 
NBA, college hoops, the NHL. All kinds of cool goodies on the plate. So we calmly, calmly start the show. And then we bring in John and Mike from johnsyndicate.com. Prepare yourself. Hello, John. How you doing, Brian? <laughs> How you doing, buddy? How you feeling? Hey, you know, it's it's great. You know, I'm just used I'm used to having one arm now. That's all I can tell you. I'm used to having one arm. I'm riding my indoor trainer. Mike will testify 10, 20 miles a day. You know, you just got to keep the ball. You just got to keep it rolling. You know, the more people you bump into, the more people you, you see that have had this ailment, you know, four bolts driven into your shoulder. But let's move on to the ball games. <laughs> on, that, on that note, hello, Michael. How you doing, buddy? Hey, man. How you doing? That's, uh, yeah, he's, he's moving a lot more these days. He's, uh, you know, he's up at ease. He's ready. He's been studying, you know, for the show for about two days. And he's going to throw some numbers at you in a couple minutes. You know, that's always good. Do you want to start? I, I do want to. I, I want to talk. I want to talk about one thing real quick. Sure. What, 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 you know, I'm a sports trader. I'm not a sports gambler. I'm very passionate about this. Um, it's interesting. This week, we got had a lot of people that were texting us. Uh, bets that they were making in Rhode Island. Rhode Island opened up a sports book. And I, and I, so, you know, again, you start talking to these people. We talked about Mississippi and Nolans. And I said to the guy, then I called the guy on Monday night and I tried to give him a, a basketball game, the Wizards. And he called back on Tuesday and he said, I couldn't get the game in. And I said, why not? You know, you, you bet Pittsburgh on Sunday night and got drilled. Why couldn't you bet the Wizards on, on Monday? And you know what his answer was? I have to drive an hour from downtown Boston to Rhode Island. So, what you, again, it's very amazing. You're in Nevada. I'm in there every other couple weeks with you. I haven't been there in a while since the surgery. But it is literally amazing. You're from, you're from Buffalo, New York. Can you imagine that all these states, they're pulling people from other jurisdictions, and re- the real handle that's coming in is not the actual state where the actual sports books are actually located. It's pretty interesting. You look at these little states like Rhode Island and Delaware. It's not, they're not moving you millions of dollars a weekend because people in Delaware and Rhode Island are betting. So it's just, it goes to show you somebody's literally willing to get in the car. The guy told me he, Saturday he took an hour drive for college football. Sunday he took an hour drive. You guys, the point is, you don't realize how spooled you are in Vegas. We get upset oh, when we have, to drive, we have to drive from Sahara down the Strip to, 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 to um, you know, where New York, New York is, to Flamingo, and we, we get upset because we've got to go through five lights and there's ten sports books on oh, each side. Oh, no, you know, if there's nothing, you know. Whatever, if 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 the app, you know, has a little Mojave nature to it, if there's nothing in the app, there's nothing more frustrating. In in your right, you sit there and go, oh, do I go to the place that's six minutes away or the place that's seven minutes away? <laughs> well, I mean, can you imagine these guys I'm talking to? I give this, you know, and then oh, I can't drive. My wife's going to kill me if I tell her I'm going to be. I'm going to Seven Eleven. She's driving. He's driving an hour to another state to make a wager. Oh my goodness! It's crazy. That, it's a it's a different animal now, man. There's no getting around it. It's a different animal. The other thing I want to talk about today: the stock market is closed. We're doing this show on Wednesday, December fifth, and this illustrates when I tell people as a sports trader, we are global, not local, and it's 365 days. Nothing stops sports. 
Obviously, we're in Baltimore, Maryland on the East Coast office. Obviously, you can get through D.C. with no traffic today whatsoever as everything was shut down, as Bush was in the estate, Bush 41. And it just goes to show you that even a day like today when everything's shut down, there's no traffic, guess what? I'm looking at the Don Best screen. Full, full card, everything's rolling, rocking and rolling. So it just goes to show you, if you're a sports trader, even versus a financial trader, this market never closes. Nothing is going to close this market. And I know that you're excited about Marseille is 2-2 tied with 57 minutes left in the second half. You're, you're excited about that. And no, then we got, well, what I'm so, more excited about is, or curious about is, and I'm hopeful that it's a good one, who is Marseille playing? They're playing, I can't even say it. Come on! And then board, I can't even say Give it. Give it a go. And then they're uh, in, in Nantes. Nantes. I'm sure I'm saying it wrong. And then we got um, uh, Bordeaux is playing somebody else, too. And then we got Dijon. It's like we could have some Bordeaux <laughs> wine, some Dijon mustard. Uh-huh. You know. But anyway, that that's French League One. Un. So anyway, the point is, it is literally <laughs> no, global, not local. Like Mike said, I'm doing a lot of research on a lot of these numbers. We're going to talk about that as we get into the show. We're going to have a special guest. James Jones is going to be back here cool. with us at the end of the show. James Jones happens to live in the great state of Georgia. So I think he wants to let off a little steam to his esteemed clientele about Georgia coming in at number five spot, being a ten-and-a-half point favorite against Texas, but we'll save that for the end of the show. That's cool. Do uh, you want to do your little homework assignment, which uh, which is because uh, you put a lot of work into this. You always kind of give us so, your update on the numbers. What say you? I'm gonna, I'm, what say me is, first of all, right now, <laughs> on this day, uh-huh. there the NBA, I'm going to give you numbers again. Remember last week it was the same numbers, matriculation over and over again. That's a big word, matriculation. Yeah, Hank Stram. 70... 79%. That's your number today. 79%. Okay. Money line favorites in NCAA basketball and in NCAA football. Forget the spread. Mm-hmm. Both. 79% to date. 652 and 184 on the money line in NCAA football. Mike, Mike, in do NCAA you have a pen, Mike, do you have a pen out? I'm writing all this down. Yeah, okay, but wait, yeah, I got just, some. I, just I, check. I, I, I'm doing. I'm, I'm going to do. But wait, it, it gets better. <laughs> NCAA basketball, nine hundred and eighty-one and two fifty-seven, which is seventy-nine percent. Now, in the NBA and in the NCAA basketball and in the NCAA uh, football, got to roll with me here. I'm rolling. Um, the the dogs are all leading against the spread by a very small margin. 52% is your key number. So we go from 79%. So literally, if you bet every sport against the spread right now, you have the hockey hat trick. 52%, dogs win. 182 and 171 and 1 in the NBA against the spread. 417 and 405 in NCAA football against the spread. There's actually been four, and that includes the 14 pushes. Now, I correct myself. NBA and NCAA football and the and and the NFL, which obviously we can go over those numbers, but it's the same thing. It's seventy nine percent. Dogs are fifty two percent. The only sport where the favorites have the edge on the point spread and you're still a loser. I'm gonna go over the math. Listen guys, if you're listening to the radio, if you're betting NCAA basketball 51% of the games have covered by the favorite. 
619, 594, and 25 pushes. Now, Brian, 52%, they say it's like 53% or something crazy, 54, 5, the break-even number. If, you've, if, you're six, if you're 619 and you're 594 and you had a website, and I'm going to, you know, I'm not here to pick on anybody, but if you had a website, you were bragging about your seasonal record. The average gambler that would go to that website, he would look at that and he would go, oh, that's awesome. They're up 25 units. If you bet $100 on every NCAA basketball game, you lost 61900 Excuse me, you won 61900 on the 619 wins. And you remember, you're up 25 games. You've lost on the 594 losses $65,340 because of the $10 VIG. So you are up 25 units. You are down 3450 That's how hard it is to beat the spread. And there you have we get a she get that sponsored the the homework assignment or something you, you, you get a come the homework that, assignment and you know what I, I I have to do this just because I'm doing this I'm running my computer numbers on the laptop right now I had to do this for you just to make sure because we know everybody loves NFL more than any sport in the country and we're gonna and we're gonna talk about bad beats we're gonna talk about halftime wages as we get into the show but right now in the NFL. Straight-up money line favorites are 67%. 126, 64, two overtime ties, as you're aware of. Right? So we got 116 and 74, every NFL money line favorite. Laying the number, money line, you're 116 and 74. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. If you're playing the dogs, you're 53%. 97, 88 and seven pushes. So, again, what this means is this. NCAA basketball has the distinction of every sport right now to be the only one where the favorite, the favorite against the spread is 52%. NBA, 52% to the dogs. NCAA football, 52% to the dogs. NFL football, 53% to the dogs. We always talk about things ending about even at the end of the season. So if you're a guy and you've been laying the chalk in the NBA and you've been lucky and you've been cashing, 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 expect that ship to sail because obviously the dogs are going to come back and, and even it out. The line makers are so good that somebody sitting home or in their car listening to this radio show trying to handicap on their own when the mean percentage is 50% every year, and I'm giving you real numbers, real numbers, 52%, 53%, is basically, we'll call it 50%. It's flipping a coin. That's how hard it is to beat the spread. And that's why you have to be dealing with people like us to let us show you the money management is more important than the actual picking the winners, because you have to, you have to delve deep into each individual game. You can't be a, a, a blanket dog better or a blanket chalk better, and uh, that's it. And then these numbers prove it each week. Nothing I say, nothing you say. The actual math proves it. Do you think, Brian, <laughs> right now... You're, you're the best, buddy. Go ahead. I'm, do lo- you think, I'm loving this. Do you think that the dogs are going to be 53% in the NFL at the end of the season? No. It's going to be 50%. So they got a, they got a, a nine-game edge right now. You know that nine favorites are going to come marching in and even that out before you blink. Michael, 
He's impressive, isn't he? <laughs> Mike, go ahead. I mean, I, I, that's great, John. I'm, I'm just I'm trying to catch on. I mean, I, 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 I hear I, it. He, it is. It's. It's not. I mean, all the. All the. All the, you, you need a podium. <laughs> Listen, I don't. Good. Eat, I you're only good. eat one well, meal a day, and I drink black coffee. He, what do you want from me? I'm no, 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 no. You're fresh as a daisy, man. You were cooped up for a month. <laughs> oh man, you're coming. Up, you're coming off the shelf. The this is like a dog race. It's like here in, comes I'm Rusty. In, uh, <laughs> Brian, I'm in the semifinals of a, a very lucrative fantasy football league, and. I wish he could give me some help in that, but all he does is spurt out numbers. He but, can't but, tell no, me which player listen, to start. Brian, you, I got your back on the fantasy, walk, buddy. Brian, what do you need? You're, you're sitting there, and you're walking through these I'll casinos. Try. You, are, you live in Las Vegas, Nevada, except when you take a little trip once a year back home, right? Once a year. My point is, when somebody gets off an airplane and they come to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And which they, which and you they do all the time. Yes, but I don't. But my point is, I'm talking about people that literally, before the legalization of sports wagering in these eight states that we have now, right. people literally go and they move and they go. I'm going to be a professional better. I have a system. I find it to be laughable mm-hmm. because when you're looking at numbers, I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to. I want people to understand the reality is. Can we all agree how hard it is to win? When you're looking at these numbers, can you imagine somebody moving, getting on an airplane, selling all their things? I talk to people every day that do this. I'm moving to Las Vegas. I'm renting an apartment up the street on Flamingo. Well, you know what I'm happens. I'm going to be a professional sports better. And you know what happens is uh, the, the, those that say that or do it, and, they, and they'll come out, and, and they may be very good. And, and they'll come out, and uh, you're here a month. And all of a sudden, yeah, you're doing okay. You're, you win in, you make a little money, and all of a sudden they up the ante and they go two and twelve and they go home. <laughs> right, and so this goes back money to ma- money management, somebody, right? I mean, you so can't. If, some, if somebody, so that's the whole point. If somebody is listening to this radio show, I'm not saying that it's hard to win. I never said that. I said it's hard to win if you're going to denote everything by win-loss percentages. If you think that you're going to pick 10 games and you're going to win six and lose four. It's on a units. A it's, basis, a, it's a bottom-line thing. It's, it's units. Right. And when I talk to people, and Michael takes the, a lot of the original calls, the, the originating call, they ask the same question. What's your win-loss percentage? And what I'm saying is if I'm spitting out these numbers in all seriousness, 52%, 52%, 52%, 53%, then in terms of there is no it's, – it's not relevant. Michael – well, Michael um, – Mike, what is it? Uh, we won in NFL by itself 11 out of – I mean like 15 out of 18 weeks or something. He just got off the phone with a client before we got on the radio show, and the guy – We've lost, we've lost three weeks out of 14 weeks. Tell him – Tell him what you, the client told you why he's losing. So it's the same scenario every single year. They, they expect the winning to never stop. When it's like they're so used to just paying that once they finally hit a streak and they're like, wow, this guy is good. He's going to win every week for the rest of my life. He and doesn't practice money management. And they bet too much. And he presses. Yep. And well, no, but this guy was different. He was parlaying all the games. Sure, oh, right. He was part. Oh, you're talking about him. Yeah, he was part. So he was getting three to four selections a day, and he decided. He goes, "Well, I only want to parlay them. I want to hit the lottery." You're down. I said, "How am I down?" We won literally almost every week in NFL. Well, 
I've been parlaying everything, and you go two and one most, you know, on certain <laughs> days, and and I lose. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that mean? There's no. But again, that's more the Brian. How would you like to walk to the window every day and go two and one? <laughs> it's 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 a, the it's a bottom line thing, man. You got do the math at the end of the day. So th- this is the thing that I, I want to really hit, hit home with because people listen to the show all around the world is with the with the with the legalization of sports betting globally. We know it's not affecting Vegas. Vegas is Vegas. It's never going to lose its panache. But what the Ooh. whole point is to educate that new yeah panache that, that is to educate <laughs> that better, especially in those legal areas now. Don't think of winning by picking more winners and losers. I understand that when you go online and you Google sports handicapping services, I understand that if you Google sports picks, every site on the homepage says percentages. And, you know, we're, we're over, we're saying, ah, it's just units. It's money management. Every stock has a different price. Every game has a different value. Save yourself the drama of betting 10 games for $110 with the intention of winning 6 or even maybe winning 7 or you, you know you're not it's not going to happen like 6 and 4 consistently is not going to happen yes streaks happen um, systems happen Mike and I have hooked up with a computer programmer we actually have a we're, if you guys are interested and you're listening you're looking to make a relatively conservative 20 to 30% on your money on a monthly basis it can be done. We, we've been back-testing this, but it's, it has nothing to do with the traditional way of wagering. It requires work. And as, as, as you living in Nevada, I want to talk about it because we have the time on this forum, is that do you think your handle is actually going to increase with more people legally being able to wager in other states? It's going to basically incentivize them to want to fly to Vegas to because now they got the bug. I talked to five guys this weekend that never made a wager in their life till it was legal. Those guys probably never flew to Las Vegas. Now they might. Well, Do you agree or you think Yeah, I, it, well, Vegas remains an event destination. You know, I mean, it's a uh, uh, people are going to come here because of the luster and allure of the joint. Uh, will I'm sure there'll be some say, well, I don't need to go to Vegas because I can just do it from here." So maybe some events they maybe they wouldn't come for the Super Bowl, maybe they wouldn't come for March Madness. But know this, that the majority of these places that are popping up around the country, you're betting into it, it, it's, There's Vegas venues that are running these joints. I mean, you're st- they're still oh, bet- yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. betting. They're betting of into it, betting into the. You know, I mean, those numbers are being moved because the Vegas places are managing these things. Yeah, I. Uh, but like again, I agree with you. But I still think that in the end of the day, from somebody who's in Vegas fifty percent of the time, it's like you know, uh, you first of all, handle wise, if you're a guy and you have a lot of money in a and you're a stock trader and you're used to moving millions of dollars a day, you're not going to be able to bet, you know, a, a million dollars on a football game unless you fly to Las Vegas. I don't think Rhode Island's going to take a. Oh million no! Oh game. no! No limits certainly would be different. Yeah, no, that's abs- you know, you talk about Super Bowl. They open they open up the gates on the Super Bowl. For all the tourist betters, you hear all the stories of the guy flew with his last hundred and fifty thousand to his name, and he hit it big. Blah blah. I don't think you're going to walk into a, pl- a place in Delaware at the local racetrack and bet one hundred and fifty thousand on the Super Bowl. You still, you're, you're. I, my whole theory is that those people, when they can't get off what they want to get off, they're going to meaning bet bigger. It's going to force them to want to get on that four-hour flight west. 
Yeah, and the other thing, guys, I mean, why don't you chime in on this, that, uh, you know, and we're going to go into the bowls and we're talking about all these, all these games, but a big, very big component of what you guys do, um, there's in-play trading, in-play game, in-game wagering, and, so, of course, the halftimes, so, right? So, obviously, my biggest bet of the week was Alabama in the second half. I mean, and I know we're going to have James on at the end of the yeah, – well, I texted James at, I texted James at halftime, not a smart thing to do. Not a smart thing. Uh, you could feel the fire coming through the phone. I said my exact text to him was, "Man, the line's only ten. Of course they're going to cover that." Oh, I got boy. no response till and, after the game. I got well, no response. And, and the funny thing, I mean, when I, he's going to come on, and we'll talk about that. But it, it's amazing, and it doesn't mean Bama still wouldn't have come back and and necessarily won the game. But the the, the kicker with the goggles, if, if the kid makes the thirty yard field goal. That's a 17-point game. And, and Bama's, right. you know, Bama's maybe still crestfallen. And all of a sudden, that kid missed that. They went right down the field. It's amazing. Oh. Um, they, these guys are out there killing each other for, you know, two and a half hours, and, and, and the kid with the Coke bottle glasses misses the basically an extra point field goal, changed the whole doggone thing. Exactly. Now, what I will say is um, we always talk about, like, you know, people, if you're listening to this, we're not just betting the favorite because they're down at halftime. Alabama's Alabama. I, I had the odds in my favor. The number should have been in my – I made a line about 13 when it was only 10. I was like, well, I'm laying under two touchdowns. I'm going to take a shot, right? So, But here's the thing. What I don't talk about a lot on the radio, which we should talk about, is reversion in the mean second-half wagering. Sure. What that basically means is – in college basketball and NBA, it works out especially well. When a team is covering the point spread at halftime, like more than double digits, you really should consider taking some on the other side. My biggest blunder this weekend was not taking the Chargers in the second half. Yeah. Not because I knew they were going to come back and win the game, because if I'm laying three on Pittsburgh and they're up 27-3, to three, I got. I'm a pig. If I'm just thinking, I should. You know what? I should take a little on the Chargers. So we do that a lot in basketball. I missed the boat on that game. I didn't think that Pittsburgh was going to collapse the way they did. But in a spot, if you're listening, a little free handicapping advice. You got a lead like that. You're laying three, and you're up twelve, fifteen, twenty at half. Take the other side for a little bit. I'm not saying cover the make it even wager, but grab a little on the other side. What's your thoughts on that? Go ahead, Michael. We'll dive in, kid. What do you got? Well, I mean, look, it's it's much easier when you see the tail of the first half because the eyeball test does play a big role, especially when it's on these neutral fields. The, the line makers, especially with bowl games, this is why we do so well every year, is when it becomes a neutral field, it's they can't adjust quickly enough like they've been doing the entire season, setting the correct number because, again, it's not a home field advantage. It may be a home field advantage based on the fan base that's there, but in this situation, you see the first half. Um, obviously, certain if you watch certain drives, you could see that if it wasn't for a, a bad holding play, they're clearly the better team in the first half. So the, the score may not show it, but the momentum carrying them in the half, all of that plays a big role. So when you then place your wager before the game starts, you have too many variables, and a lot of games we just don't play. But when it comes down to it in the second half, we have a clear math model, and based on the eyeball test and that math model, we we make a lot of money just betting half times, which most standard gamblers to play the game before it starts. They want to sit back, they want to drink a beer and have fun, and just 
watch it play out. But when we're trading, to us it's just all math. And, and when you really break it down to that type of scenario – you know, you can get really rich doing this. Hey, we'll do a couple more here, then we'll take a quick break, and we'll get James Jones on the line. But in in well, terms of, of, you know, uh, college football, we got the bowl games coming up, NFL games, uh, but NBA and college hoops, I mean, the same models exist and the same thought process exist in terms of those halftime plays. Absolutely, especially more so in the NBA because uh, – what I find out is what I find in the NBA. It's like a joke. It's like you're up 20 points. You just know the other team's going to make a run. I'm not saying if you're listening, this is a valid strategy. We're picking and choosing our spots, but you don't see teams in the NBA winning by 45 points. So you see teams consistently up 20 points at the half, and they're pros and they get lazy and they're playing every day. And you know, at some point, every team's going to have a run. I do want to talk about one game before we take a break, yeah. and it's not in the bowl games. What is your thought Mm-mm. being out there in Nevada on Kansas City only being six and a half? Ravens get a lot of respect, but we know that we know that we don't have to talk to Mike about the Ravens. That's a joke. Well, I want to talk to you, Brian. What is your what is your thought? <laughs> I don't know that it would be necessarily uh, a game I would get involved in. But I will say this, uh, I think the time of year is going to dictate that even teams like Kansas City, and I think you, you saw it with uh, Dallas did it to New Orleans a little bit. I mean, we had Oakland to cover this weekend. Yeah, but it's, it's what I'm, what I'm going to say is, though, the playoffs are right around the corner. Kansas City's entrenched. You know, clearly they got stuff to play for here. You want home field advantage and blah, blah, blah but weather and other things that are going to come into play. But I'm just telling you, coaches' mindsets, they're starting to now turn the corner for home with the playoffs in mind. And if you're going to win this thing, hey, that was exciting, Kansas City and the Rams, and, oh, you know, they scored 1,600 points, and you know, but the defenses did make plays in those games. But if you're going to win, win the whole thing, honestly, uh, even in a passing league, uh, run and stop the run is still a big thing. And the team that ultimately wins it, it's still football. And I, I think Kansas City's got to shore their defense up. So I would look for in the short term, I think Kansas City, some of these totals could come down because the, the, their mindset will be a tad different. I would say the Baltimore game, Mike, I, I, I'm assuming you would agree well, with let this. Me well, 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 let me finish to you. Real quick, let me finish. The, the Lamar Jackson Stand, he's in. Don Best already put it, it up. It stands in. to reason. Every game, every rep, uh, the kid should get better. Uh, but I just don't think the style of this game, something's got to give. I think it's a correlated parlay. If Baltimore walks in and it wins that game or, or hangs and covers, it's Baltimore on the under. And if Kansas City wins, it's say. Kansas City in the over. I, I think those two are kind of the correlated parley here. And and I, I and the weird thing is, Mike, you're you're the Ravens nut bar. Uh, that you know, if I'm Andy Reid and I want to work on my defense, I would still sit here and look at this particular matchup. Going this matchup to me is Baltimore cannot keep up pace with us. That I think Kansas City tries to throw the sink at these guys again. Well, and uh, the number, if prior to this week, uh, I believe if the Ravens lost in uh, in Atlanta, the number, uh, I set the game, it was 10. But because the Chiefs barely beat the Raiders and showed that their defense is 
besides an okay pass rush, is very susceptible to the run and the pass. And with the Ravens playing as hot as they are, and Lamar being 3-0, and he's running the ball well. They're opening up the offense each and every week for him, so he's, he's definitely showing that he does have the caliber of throwing. I just, the, the true test is going to be, we always talk about this, Seattle and Kansas City are the toughest place to play mm-hmm. in the entire league. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chiefs do still have a lot to play for, and, and Mahomes has 41 touchdowns. He's not slowing down anytime soon. And the Ravens are going to have to put up 28 points to win this game at a minimum. So their defense is playing great. Can they um, do that? But again, but they they set the number at six and a half. They're just baiting you. They're baiting you. And this is the type of game that... Well, the know, line opened at seven and a half on the DB screen, and then immediately all the wise guys came in, hit the Ravens, now it's down to six and a half. So it already moved a point. Right. And, you know, with this type of matchup, it's... I wouldn't at this point, like last week, I'll tell you right now, Brian, as much of a Ravens fan as I am, I had the Falcons on the money line. Suck it up and tell you. Definitely got crushed. Uh, Look, you know, again, you know, I have no emotion when it comes down to trading, but I'm a Ravens fan at heart. But, you know, they came in there. They shut down. They're looking at it like this, the linemate. They shut down Julio and Ridley, one of the best duos in the league right now, receiver-wise, completely. So they believe that, again, this team is going on the road and their secondary is playing at an elite level and they could shut down Mahomes to an but, extent. But here, here's, so, the, here's the question, Mike. Right? I mean, in, in, you can have your analytics, your algorithms. We've got to take a break. But you can have all these things that factor into this. But it still comes down to the human touch and, and reading between the lines. You've got to read the tea leaves a little bit, right? So the question is, man, was that Baltimore defense that good? that they went on the road, and all those weapons that Atlanta has, and they shut them down, they're going to go to Kansas City, and they're going to do the same thing. Or, and they deserve full marks, or has Atlanta completely run for the bus? And that might be a question for James Jones. So, you know, is it who they beat and how they beat them and when they beat them? And that's the gray area coming into this next one. And, I mean, what I'm basically doing is just like we do every week, you have to throw out the last game. Kansas City has been beating up on teams all year. They've been great against the spread. They went on the road, and they, in a divisional matchup where they play Oakland twice a year every year, they played them tight, and and they still won the game. But, again, I think it might have been a little bit of a look-ahead going to play the Ravens at home when they're on a winning streak. And so, again, it's, it's a scenario where, look, and, and I'm not saying I'm going to do this. This is a type of matchup where – I'm going to take, if I get the Chiefs even lower and they're still hammering the Ravens at game time and it goes down to six even, i got to take the Chiefs. And again, I'm not going to because I'll probably end up just watching it until halftime and maybe make it a second-half play. But it's one of those things where, look, I believe this game, if the Ravens, they're either the Chiefs are going to blow them out or the Ravens are going to win the game outright. It is. not going to matter. All right. We're going to get James Jones on board here. We get John and Mike from johnsyndicate.com, Sports Insider Radio. Invite you to check out sportsinsiderradio.com. You can get hold of the boys at 800-209-1679. 800-209-1679. Heading to the top of the hour on Sports Insider Radio.
1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com, get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. All right, sportsinsiderradio.com. John and Mike along with us, and we get James Jones on board. I thought I'd throw some cowbell at you fellas just to motivate you on the home stretch here. You there, buddy? No, I'm here, man. J- oh, James is on board. James Jones kind enough to join us, and uh, you mentioned it, John. Uh, in Atlanta, we just got done talking about the Falcons when we got the Bulldogs, um, and you wonder what their motivation is going to be here being number five. First of all, uh, how are you holding up, James, after all that? Well, Brian, you're asking me to talk on a subject that's uh, still hitting close to home. It's, it's a tough one to get over. As a as a Georgia fan, this could, this is probably, uh, in the 30 years of watching Georgia football, this is probably the hardest one to get over. I will say this. Honestly, we were talking about it in the previous segment, and my heart does go out to you, and it was almost like when it happened, you knew that Bama was doing nothing, and they were going nowhere fast, and they're going in for another touchdown to make it 21, stub their toe, but you're like, okay. And the kid with with the sports goggles misses the chip shot field goal, and you could just see Alabama say, let's go, we got them. I mean, that one kick change the whole game oh you're, you're you're spot on and you don't want to hear the choice words i was saying about uh hot rod blinking shit with the with the goggles the kid and when you when you go to a georgia bulldog game right here and, and the starting lineups announced well guess what hot rod blinking shit he gets the biggest the biggest cheer of everybody announced right so the kid is he, he's a he's a hometown he's a local celebrity 
And I think he's uh, – I don't know if his head got too big for him. And he's out uh, chasing skirts because he's a local celebrity and he missed a field goal. I don't know, but that was the turning point in the game. Um, you go up 17 right there at that point. That's three scores. Now, I know Alabama scored a touchdown. We ended up winning by seven. But if you're up three after they score that, that sure. touchdown to tie it up, you're up three. Well, Bam, Humphrey's not even going to think about well, doing Bam, a fake play. Bam is pressing, right? I mean, the clock becomes their enemy then. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The clock becomes the enemy. You don't think about a fake punt. I mean, it's just, it's a, uh, you know, it, it's, it's tough right now to be, uh, to, to be a Georgia fan. It's, it's tough to be a state of Georgia fan. 28-3, second 26. Jalen Hurts, two attack by low. I mean, it's just when is the nightmare going to end? Well, listen, uh, you got time for those wounds to heal, and you got to wait till New Year's Day. But it, it, I, I don't know that the question could be answered today. Uh, but you get Texas in Georgia, and Georgia's 10.5-11. The total on the game is 58. What would your best guess be in terms of uh, – it's it's a major ball, but – Oh, yeah. But, but yeah what is I, Georgia's mindset in terms of showing up there being number five, which is always just the worst place you want to be? Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. I, I, I honestly believe that they're Kirby Smart, their coaching staff, and the players – are going to get over it quicker than the fans will. You got to think some of these kids back in 2008 when we were when Georgia was number one, Alabama comes into Athens and just spanks them 41 to 30, I believe the score was. These kids at that point they were they're they're eight years old. They're you know they're eight nine years old. They don't remember that. They're yeah. they're a young team. They're they're the youngest team in the SEC. 68 percent of the snaps was taken by true freshmen, redshirt freshmen, and sophomores. Um, here, so they're going to bounce back fast when they get back to practice. They're going to bounce back fast, and I also believe they're going to have motivation to whip Texas after Texas beat Oklahoma earlier in the year. You know, Saturday's uh, Big Twelve Championship game—it wasn't a blowout. It was close until late there. I think that uh, I think that um, Georgia's going to go in motivated to uh, show that they got left out of the playoffs. They've got young kids, young players that are going to get motivated. Um, I believe that uh, Georgia is going to go in there and, and really beat the brakes shoes off Texas, to be honest with you. Uh, they beat everyone other than LSU and Alabama, of course, uh, by 14 or more points. So the spread being 10 and a half, I think, is in Georgia's favor. And, and here's the thing. Texas is a decent team, but they're a year or two away. They're in the Big 12. They do not have the typical Big 12 offense. They don't have an Oklahoma offense. They don't have an Oklahoma State offense. They can score and they can put up points, yes. But they don't have the typical Big 12 offense. At the same time, their defense may be better, better than other Big 12 defenses. But they do, they, their defense, they have not, Georgia can score with anybody in the in country. Alabama, Oklahoma, they can put up points. And I think people forget, they don't, they, they forget about that. They think Kirby Smart, defensive coach, Georgia's defense. Texas is going to, because they don't have a typical Big 12 offense like in Oklahoma, I believe Georgia is going to be able to slow them down and stop them way more than uh, Oklahoma did, of course. And then uh, at the same time, Georgia's going to be able to put up points. I think they can put up points on anybody you've seen that Saturday. And, uh, can we I get, say one thing? Can I, I say gonna, one thing, James? Yeah, get, dive in, kid. So, again, me and James are friends. You know, I didn't want to rub it in at halftime. Oh, when I took Alabama in the second half, I'm, you know, that was – but I will say this. <laughs> Texas is 12-1 and one against the spread, getting 10 or more. I didn't say Georgia wasn't going to win the game. All I'm saying is that's a serious stat, my man. 
Texas is twelve and one against the spread as a double digit dog. It is, but let me ask you this. I mean, I don't want you getting fired up either now, John. But let me ask you this. Oh, get them fired up! Do, who, I wanna... do you think? Do you think? Do you think Georgia is one of the four best teams in the country? Yes. Okay. They have not. Do you think that Georgia is possibly the set the first? I will say Alabama's number one. I think that we know that they just beat us. Do you think that who would you put Clemson or Georgia? Who's your second best team in the country? And Mike, who would you put, Clemson or Georgia? Uh, I'm deferring. Well, look, man, Clemson has done everything on their schedule to be the two seed. Right. I, no right. If they what. have done everything. I'm, not, I'm just asking you if you put Clemson and Georgia on a neutral field, who wins the game? In your opinion, Clemson. Not point spread. Who wins the game? Clemson. Okay. Clemson. So Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Georgia. Who wins? Oh, neutral Georgia. Georgia. Here, here's the here, Georgia, right? here, if Georgia, Georgia. if Georgia. It didn't give that game away. I mean, give Bama credit. I mean, but I mean, if Georgia, you know, had it, all right. But if if Georgia wins that game, the way this whole thing would have shaked out would have been Clemson would have been number one. Georgia would have gone to number two, and they'd have played Notre Dame, and Bama yep. would have gone to four. So Georgia basically would have got a walk into the championship game. That's that's why right. it hurts you so much. Is that right? Right, and right, absolutely. But back to John's point about the. And that Texas being twelve one against spread or whatever. Here's what I only, would say: only getting ten, only getting ten or more. Oh, only getting ten. And here's what, and I'm trying. Now, don't get me wrong. I probably send this through red and black glasses. I'm trying not to. However, I believe that anyone in the country will agree that Alabama, Clemson, and Georgia on an entirely different level than everybody else in the country. Right behind that comes Oklahoma, maybe Ohio State, and then it's you know. Texas has not faced a Georgia. Texas has not faced an Alabama, and Texas has not faced a Clemson. I don't think that Texas is going to stay within two touchdowns of Georgia. Well, so te- here's what I think. Yeah, go for, here's what I go think. For I think from a betting point of view, from a betting point of view, not a fan bet of view, I think most people <laughs> are going to look into this stat of Texas, and you're going to see money come in on Texas. You're going to see the line. If you love my point to you, James, is if you love Georgia, don't bet Georgia now. Bet Georgia later in lay nine, because I don't see the line going up. I see the line going down. I see all the late money coming on Texas. Oh, they're plus 10. They're 12-1 and one against the spread. People like betting stats. So from a value, I know you hate that word, Brian, from a value point of view, we always say it's not what you bet a lot of times. It's when you bet. This is a game that if you like Texas, bet them now. If you like Georgia, wait till Jan- December 31st or January 1st. And, James, let me, let me, let me yeah. say something. Yeah, go, let Mike. Say go nuts. But can we, as a contrarian, Uh-oh. can you say because Georgia lost a big game, they nearly don't care as much about this game because they ruined their shot into the playoff and a possibility of championship like it was last year? It's a fair question. I mean, could it be a letdown spot? Now, I'm not saying they're not going to win, but are they going to bring it for this game because what are they trying to prove? If they beat Texas by 21, everybody's going to say it's expected. So – they might just not care as much to really bring it. They'll pr- they're going to win the game. They have better talent top to bottom. Um, they're an incredible team, and they're only getting better because they have so much young talent. But at the end of the day, we're are they talking about cover? the point spread, right? Right, we're talking about the point spread, the great equalizer. If, if I could answer that, I, I, I do believe that Georgia will bring Here's the thing a lot of people don't realize. When you talk about being motivated and getting 18, 19, 20-year-olds motivated for a game, 
once the game starts, you're motivated. You forget you you're not thinking about oh we well we could have had been in the playoffs. Dang, we almost had about Alabama. When you're when you're getting into the game, when the game when kick off, when the ball is kicked and the whistle's blown, all oh, that's gone. That's done. You're motivated. You're there to kick, you know what, and win the game. Where the motivation factor comes in is the weeks leading up in practice. Are you there in practice? Are you paying attention to practice? Are you motivated to give your all in practice? And here's what I'll say. Maybe not during practice. Maybe you're not motivated because you're thinking, dang, we could have been in the playoffs. Dang, we could have had Alabama. Dang, we should be going to get Notre Dame right now. Well, and, and just right. and just listening to you guys talk and you saying that, um, maybe it's one of those things you watch and you see what was their attention to detail. And we know they're how good they are and they're better than Texas. But if if there if there is air out of the balloon and there was a, a lack of focus or attention to detail, you know, maybe it's you play Texas in the first half and you're sitting here and you look for, uh, you know, Georgia to make the Zenyatta move from off the base and there's your play with Georgia in the second half. I mean, there's different ways to try to break the game down. Yeah. Yeah. I Brian, think you got me really excited with, you got me excited Go with Zenyatta. Is it, is it Preakness yet? <laughs> no, no, no. It's, no. We oh, got, by the way, by the way, uh, now that we got James on, that we got Jim, we got the we we got the we got all four of us on here. Do you realize uh, horse wagering is legal in every state in this country except in the state of Georgia? They li- people from Georgia literally have to drive to Lexington to make a bet. What pray tell is the thought process there? I have Ridiculous. no idea, but I. Uh, but I will say this. I want to talk. He said something about Ohio State. Sure. Um, what do you think about that Ohio State game, James? Six and a half under that key number with Washington. What do you think about that game? I mean, to me, that looks like, I don't know, it's like take the favorite. And, and, and I don't know. Ohio State's just let everybody down. So, I mean, I don't, are they yeah. going to be motivated to play Washington? Well, you got the Urban Meyer thing. Right, yeah. I, you know, Urban, Urban so Michael, gone, uh, Michael. Yeah. I mean, the Urban Meyer thing, again, everybody thought the line was going to move. He's retiring after the game, not before the game. But go ahead. Well, the I question mean, is, do the, do, Mike, do the, do the players – here's what you got to find. Do the players love the guy? They want to send him on his merry way, you know? Or, they're, you know, well, he's leaving, <laughs> you know? The only thing that I could make a – just, you know, an assumption from all of this from the Urban Meyer, are they going to – have the offensive coordinator basically be the coach, the head coach for the game, and, and take over control to show the recruits for next year, look, this is what it's going to be like with me at the helm, or is Urban Meyer going to really coach the entire game? And on my personal opinion, I don't even think it matters. It's going to be just another regular game. They're both going to do their thing, and it's, it's just going to be – I don't think the players really care about sending them off. They're going to play hard. They're a really good team. Haskins is a – possibly could be a you know a, a Heisman. I mean, the guy is incredible, and I think, personally, Ohio State's a much better team than Washington. So, so let, me, let, me ask you, let me ask you guys this, because we've got about five, six minutes left in the show. What large double-digit underdogs, I'll ask James, then I'll ask Mike, then I'll ask Brian, do you think have the ability to actually upset and win outright? So I'm not talking about the spread. Notre Dame's plus 11, plus 350 on the money line. Can they do it? Oklahoma's plus 14, plus 440 on the money line against Alabama. Can they do it? That's what I'm, you know, you hear about these upsets after they happen. Be, um, 
Western Michigan's playing Brigham Young. They're plus 12, plus 355 on the money line. Can they do it? We only got literally four double-digit favorites out of 40 bowls. Georgia, 10.5. Clemson, 11. Um, Alabama, 14. And Western Michigan is 12.5. So do you guys think that any of those four spots, somebody can actually win the game outright, forget the spread? Go ahead, Mike. Um, I, I personally think they're lopsided matchups, so no. I mean, there's always going to be an opportunity where, you know, an injury or something substantial happens, but I, I think it's very lopsided with, with both of these matchups, and the, clearly the two best teams all year are the ones that are undefeated, Alabama and Clemson. So they're going to play in the national championship again, and, you know, and we'll see. And I think Alabama's still better than them because Clemson's got a rookie, you know, a freshman quarterback that really hasn't played too much competition this year. Um, and their defense, I don't think it stop Alabama. With, when Saban has a month to prep for you, uh, he's usually right on the money. What do you think, James? Well, here's exactly what, like Mike said, it, it's, a, it's, it's, uh, it's uneven matchups. It, Oklahoma, uh, Clemson is going to trounce Notre Dame. Uh, Alabama is going to dominate Oklahoma which is exactly why the daggum committee should have put Georgia in the playoffs. Now, <laughs> back, back to Oklahoma. Hey, it's not like, hey, hey Brian, I, it's not like I didn't want him on this show for a reason, I know. right? Hey, Brian, do you, think he's, do you think he's a little bitter? Uh, you don't think he's a little bitter? No, I, I'm, I'm very bitter. But here, here's, here's the thing I'll say about, I mean, you got everybody's proclaiming Alabama the best, maybe the best team in college football history, and then Georgia takes them down the wire. Here's what I'll say about the 14-point Alabama-Oklahoma game. Clemson, Notre Dame, it's going to be a trounce. Clemson's going to run rough shot over. They may even put third stringers in in the fourth quarter in the playoff game, which is ridiculous. Here's the thing. Oklahoma does have historic offense. We've seen what they did against a great Georgia defense last year. Now, I do think that Alabama will dominate, but being 14 points, I can see some late touchdowns scored by Oklahoma to maybe back in the cover. No, but I want to know, do you think of these four matchups, there's a possibility of an actual outright upset? No, absolutely not. The only one that, the only ones that could have upset either one of them would have been Georgia. And that's Alabama <laughs> and Clemson, and the national championship was played this past Saturday. Brian, you got to love James, don't you? No, man. Georgia, I, I, no, well, you know, I listen. I would say he's the apple of my eye, but I'll just say he's the peach of my eye. But go ahead. <laughs> the the odds are, I agree with you, Clemson over Notre Dame. Um, the one thing is, you know, it's a funny shaped object. Um, exactly. Is there is there any doubt? At, is right, there any I'm doubt Alabama's value, better? Right. No. But uh, this is an Oklahoma team that can put up a truckload of points, and if Alabama turns the ball over. I would I would give uh, I would give Oklahoma a puncher's chance. I think Georgia, I mean, look, to a degree, you know, showed that you can do something against Alabama. And is Georgia better than Oklahoma? I believe so. But I, I, I but it's a funny I, I it's mean, a I'm funny shaped shy. object. They were talking about the Alabama defense earlier this year, how they would face against the Buffalo Bills. Oh, stop that. that. We're not. No, no. No, 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 no. Hey, listen. Listen. This goes back to the day. Can you, can, and a half. Listen. You, who's the worst team in, in the NFL? Worst team in the NFL? Arizona? 
Arizona, San Francisco. All right, Arizona. Money line Arizona. Money line parlay. Do it, Green Bay last week. Arizona would name the score against Alabama. Name the score, boys. We're out of time. Great stuff, James. That's thanks it. for doing it. John and Mike, you guys are great. We'll do it again next week. We look forward to it. It is sportsinsiderradio.com. Check it out. And the number to call is 800-209-1679. 800-209-1679. Sportsinsiderradio.com. USA Radio News. An emotional eulogy for a former president.